Thank you for joining us today for Wandering in the Word, where we read and discuss the upcoming week's lectionary texts at First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota. Wandering in the Word for Sunday, August 28th, from back to school season Ooh. and Woo-hoo. the end of the summer. No. Um, yeah, but uh, <laughs> but we'll be here again on Sunday, same as always, and talking about a new set of lectionary texts. Yes. So we, uh, it is the last weekend in August and Wild. it's crazy. Um, but today we get to hear kind of a, I'll admit it, not one of my f- more favorite Jesus parables. <laughs> not because it's bad, it just... You could have done better, I feel like. Ooh. So you yeah, say like a B minus or I, I it's hard to say that. I I don't wanna get in trouble here. But you um, get in trouble with God. <laughs> well, don't be too eager with that red pen. Yeah, well, I'm off to a great start. So um why don't we see what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh Melissa, would you read for us? <laughs> sure. Uh Luke chapter fourteen, verse one, and then seven through fourteen. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit at the place of honor, in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come to you and say, give this person your place. And then, in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit at the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, Friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. He said also to the one who had invited him, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return and it would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, and you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, here so, we are sitting at a dining table. Yes. Which place would you say is a place of honor? Probably, probably Melissa's Melissa. got the place of honor. Are you? You're know. like the head of the table. I don't. Or I feel like is this, this like room the, is the other end. end of the table? Yeah. <laughs> this is that's the head of the table. You're in the the the, the camera is. The yeah, audience. the audience. Our viewer. <laughs> so honored. Our honored viewers. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I've got to think. You know. I, this would be interesting to do a little more research on table etiquette and mm. all that kind of stuff of what happens at a, a banquet uh, in you know first century Palestine to s- kind of see because Jesus is obviously like reacting to something that's going yeah. on. He's what does it say he's in observing. verse seven? He noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, so he's kind of watching the social interaction, and um, then he has a parable to share about how this is not great. <laughs> um, and this are is doing it wrong. and this is where I, I don't. I wish he would have like had a better parable because this is the the parable didn't actually happen. This is just a story he's telling, and you know rather than saying you know when you go to a party it should just everyone gets the equal space at the table. Everyone gets the same meal. There's no higher or lower in God's eyes. We're all you know we're all beloved at this feast, and instead Jesus kind of just goes and gives kind of like a social etiquette idea. Like don't 
make a fool of yourself by thinking that you're cooler than you really are. So just don't aim high, set the bar low, and, and then if the, the host moves you up, all the better. Mm-hmm. And it's like, is that, what What am I supposed to learn in that, <laughs> on that surface level? Um, to just, you know, don't, just, uh, yeah, aim low, is that kind <laughs> of, <laughs> is that what we're going to? Set the bar low. Set the bar low, you won't be disappointed. Yeah, you may not be very self-aware, so just. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I absolutely get what you're, what you're saying, and I think that I don't even know that that parable illustrates really well in verse 11, the sort of the nugget he's trying to pass on. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. I feel like that's supposed to be like descriptive of what of what will happen in the kingdom of God. That God is, you know, always like casting the mighty down from their yeah. thrones and raising up the lowly. It's not, it's not prescriptive like, so humble yourselves so that you will be exalted. I mean, that's not how Jesus lived there was no part of his life where he was trying to you know be humble for the sake of being exalted i don't think yeah. that's how it ended up working out obviously but <laughs> i don't know yeah yeah, yeah and, it, and then it kind of becomes you know well try you know i'm going to be far more humbler than you are because i'm so good at being <laughs> right. humble and it's then a new be- competition and then because i'm humble then i'm going to be it's just like another target to aim for rather than kind of a way of being, I mm. think, which is probably what he's trying to go for. I feel like in this, you know, he's. I think the point is that you know, a, a life of humility, a life of. Um, I, I mean, normally Jesus would say service, but that isn't part of this parable. Um, uh, I just feel like he kind of missed out on an opportunity. Hmm. To be more Jesusy. To be more Jesusy, <laughs> like. So that that's my that's my critique. Well, I feel like you should do the sermon this weekend. <laughs> Not that big of a critique, no. but... <laughs> um, what a lot of pressure it would be to host a banquet. You not only have to think mm-hmm. about who to invite, but, like, do you really have to police where people sit to the point where you're like, mm, no, you guys switch because you're slightly more esteemed than you. And, like, yeah. you would have been up there except for that social gaffe you made last weekend. Like, you better, like... Well, think of all the energy do. people put into seating charts. That's true. Like, I don't go to fancy things, so I don't worry about seating <laughs> charts or at fancy weddings. But a lot of people put a lot of time and stress into who's at which table number and who are you sitting with and is it balanced mm-hmm. and what's That's happening true. at each table in the dynamics and what are they going to think if they're at table five instead of table three and ooh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's true. It is, I mean, it's just the reality of, of being like social creatures and going to... Mm-hmm events with other people, I guess we have to think about that practical yeah. aspect well, of where you all get But if the sit. tables were all based on like your Instagram followers <gasps> or your how Facebook likes? likes. <laughs> you know, how, I would how be sh- like out in the hallway. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't post that many pictures anymore. But, um, but it, yeah, it, I would have liked it much better if he would have just been like, you know, we're going to throw that whole cast system out the window. Mm-hmm. And the kingdom of God is like this, you know, everyone's sitting at the same table. It's like that, there's a new hymn in our new hymn book called Build a Longer Table, mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, it's <clears throat> kind of presents that idea. Not so much this, of like, just a new strategy of moving up the social ladder, but, um, yeah, like, there's room, yeah. so. Rachel Kurtz has a song like that, too, doesn't she? I think so. about a longer table. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, there's a and there's a there's a meme that was going around that's like you know build a longer table, not a higher wall. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's how that hymn goes. That build might be a higher table, not a oh no, not a higher table. <laughs> Never mind. Carry on. <laughs> well, maybe they maybe they maybe that's the first hymn based on a meme. Whoa. Whoa. It'd be a whole new that set would be of fascinating. hymns coming our way. It is. It's set to a familiar <laughs> tune though. Yeah. Um, but. But, yeah, um, yeah. Well, we're not going to read it, but the this idea of kind of you know uh, humility or hu being humble is also in our very short Old Testament mm -hmm. reading, um, talking about you know don't don't assume a higher spot than you yeah. should basically and let let the king call you forward to your spot. Yeah, it even you know come up here. It's better to be told come up here than to be put in lower um, lower down. Like Jesus is not saying. Sorry, <laughs> Jesus is not That's saying a, a new new thing. It is so annoying to have flies buzzing around. For those listening, Pastor Randy just totally smashed a fly. Killed it. Because and now it's oh my gosh. coming to the funeral. Okay, flies everywhere. It is the season, right? Late August. The There's season. flies. Flies just everywhere. Um, I was saying something super profound too. I just know it. I can't remember what it is though. But, oh, just that Jesus isn't saying something new. I mean, Jesus yes. often draws on wisdom from the tradition and, and sort of the ancient texts, and he's doing that again here. So maybe that's why he didn't. He should have done one of those, like, you have heard it said, but I say to you. Yeah, he could have, you know, improved upon it, but um, he did Maybe didn't. Luke just wrote it down poorly. That could Not be. They recorded it a little. Yeah, that could be. Jumbly. I mean, he, the second part of this, you know, Jesus does talk then about, um, you know, when you have a luncheon or a dinner, you know, don't don't invite the people who can repay yeah. you. Invite, which, which again is kind of like, in, to our mod, to my modern ears, it, it has a bit of like an ableist kind of mm. feel. Like, oh, obviously they're poor and all, you know, they have these um, issues they deal with, so clearly they can't repay you. No. It's like, well, maybe not financially, but like. Gratitude, maybe, or like it could bless you in other ways. In other ways, you know, um, yeah, just by their mm. kind of presence of being there. But I think the host that Jesus is talking to, the host who invited him, I think he should have been like, "Well, yeah, why do you think I invited you?" Yeah, <laughs> because Jesus was not a, a lavish like banquet giver, an extravagant like luxury, luxurious, wealthy dude. Yeah, I think he was kind of. I mean, maybe. I mean. It's interesting to know why Jesus got invited, but like one way is, that, I mean, he's kind of like this like token intriguing person, mm -hmm. this itinerant yeah. teacher walking around healing people and, you know, kind of um, putting this, the leaders of the synagogue in their place. And, he's yeah. kind of, and so like, he's almost like a, a, like a, something to put on the pedestal and be like, what is this guy? Mm -hmm. Like, what's he going on? We're like, oh, I can't wait for the banquet tonight. Jesus is going to be there. I wonder who he's going to tick off this time. Yeah, or, yeah. Like, wait, 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 he's talking about me? No. Yeah. no. Oh, I hate when that uh, happens. Um, but yeah, Jesus does, he eats meals with such a wide range mm -hmm. of people. And so the fact that he does get invited to the house, the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, like, that's saying something, I feel like. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why he didn't go all in and totally bash the whole system because he was working with what he had. You know, he sure. was trying to being a realist. Being a realist, I, I don't know, but uh, well, I, we could. We'll, we'll go on to our next reading and see if it ties in at all. Our second reading is from Hebrews, the New Testament, chapter thirteen, verses one through eight and fifteen to sixteen. Let mutual love continue. 
do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing that, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Am I doing this right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still okay. laughing about the fly. <laughs> oh, okay. That's great. I was like, wait, did I, am I reading you the wrong thing? You are doing great. Okay, I'm going to pick up. Uh, <laughs> Remember those who are in prison as though you were in prison with them. Those who are being tortured as though you yourselves were being tortured. Let marriage be held in honor by all and let the marriage bed be kept undefiled. For God will judge fornicators and adulterers. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? Remember your leaders, those who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Through him, then, let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that confess his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I will say that this is a better reading from Hebrews than last week. <laughs> There's some weird stuff in that book. Yeah. Uh, it really is. Yeah. Last week's was very bizarre. And we've kind of just been making our way through, like, piece by piece, skipping over some stuff. But I think this is, like, the very end of the book. This seems to be kind of like the wrap-up, the summary. As you were reading, I thought, I mean, when I wasn't still laughing about the fly, <laughs> I thought, like, this could almost be presented in bullet points. Mm-hmm. It's sort mm. of, you know, let mutual love come continue, um, don't neglect hospitality, remember those in prison, um, marriage, money, you know, etc. Yeah. Like, this is, this is a, the way to live a good, good and faithful life. Yeah. Yeah. And one that I think we hear a lot, you know, the hospitality to strangers for by doing so, uh, maybe you've entertained angels without knowing it, which is interesting and helpful on the one hand and, and kind of weird on the other, I feel like, mm. but, um, I think it's a, on, it's good for us to show hospitality to strangers. Mm-hmm. Maybe not with the suspicion of like, are you an angel? Like, are, you, are you an angel? Like, is God like up there sending out secret shopper angels Ooh. to like go and test people? Like undercover boss Underco- sort of yeah. situation? Yes. I don't think so, but like it kind of feels that way, uh, sort of. I know it refers to, as you had mentioned earlier, uh, you know, the three visitors that visited Abraham and Sarah mm-hmm. back in the Old Testament. Um, and, and other stories of angels appearing, obviously. Um, but it's, it, the idea of showing hospitality to strangers, though, I think is obviously a pretty s- bedrock Christian um, teaching. Um, but, but yeah, there, this is kind of like a bullet point of sorts. Like, here's a whole bunch of different things. Um, yeah. One other thing about angels. That's just like out of this whole thing and like <laughs> angels. That's interesting. <laughs> But um, we were having a conversation earlier, and like precious moments oh, yeah. came up, and like the the sort of the cherubic, like innocent, you know, chubby, beautiful, like little angel. And when you think about the the visitors to Abraham and Sarah, they were probably like stinky middle-aged guys who walked across the desert yeah. and had really smelly feet. So they're like, uh, let's wash those feet for you. Like, um, yeah. So get you some food. We can't really we can't really use our sort of conventional understanding of angels all the time when we're wondering about who they might be among us. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the idea of an angel being like a messenger of God is is one idea. I mean, I, I this would 
if, if I could just change the Bible again, you know, with my red pen. <laughs> oh boy, God um, You know, show hospitality to strangers because, I mean, we all bear the image of God, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we, we show hospitality to strangers because they are humans yeah. and, and are worthy of, um, you know, food and mm -hmm. care and compassion and um, not so that because we might get caught in a secret shopper situation, undercover <laughs> boss thing, but because that's like what we do. Because mm -hmm. um, yeah. our, our theology, our belief of, you know, everyone's created in the image of God. And so henceforth, we show hospitality to even folks we don't know. Mm -hmm. That doesn't Makes kind of such good roll, sense. I... roll off the tongue quite as nice yeah. as uh, it does in the Bible, though. But... Um, mm. Another line in here I think that could jump out at people, and maybe it's because I've seen it portrayed in images and art and music, is that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And I always wonder in what way, like in what way was that intended? Yeah. And in what ways might we kind of push that a little bit and, and say, um, are there ways in which Jesus was different yesterday and today and forever? Because whenever you're talking about like an embodied being, like a human, obviously... Jesus as an infant was not exactly the same as Jesus as a teenager, Jesus as a, a young right. adult. Um, so I think physically and mentally and in a way that we think of, of God the Creator and God the Holy Spirit as being eternal and like maybe the same. Jesus, because he was enfleshed, like he had to change. Yeah. I mean, in order like, to be human, I think that is... That implies change. Implies change. Yeah. Changes we, our life. I mean, sometimes we, we fight like it. it. Yeah. And we, we sometimes almost hold as a, a banner and something to achieve, like the fact that I'll never change my mind, <laughs> which is really weird to me. Like, I, I think that's a dangerous thing to be like, no, I've learned everything I could possibly learn about everything in the world, and I will never change my mind on, on this mm -hmm. issue. It's like, well, why? Like, why is that a, uh, you know, something to hold up as a thing of, that's honorable? It's like, mm -hmm. well... No, that's really mm. arrogant. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've learned everything about this and you cannot change my mind. Like, well, and because even in, it was not that long ago, we were reading the Old Testament passage about Abraham kind of bargaining with God about yeah. you know, bringing yeah. fire down on Sodom and Gomorrah. And he's like, well, but, you know, what about if there's some righteous people there? Will you spare it? And God's like, well, yeah, sure. For also 50, I will. Good. Yeah. And, and yeah. 20. And, and, and there was change yeah. there and a changing of God's mind. And I, yeah, I just feel like we are so change-averse as humans that we really are like, oh yeah, but God never changes. And there's much that is true about that. But I think that as soon as we start to say, well, you know, like the, the essence of Jesus never changes, then how can we also say that, well, he was 100% God, he was also 100% human. Yeah, yeah. So that, that catches my imagination when I read verse 8. Yeah, and we can't, I don't, I don't oh. I was going to say, I don't think it's helpful to equate that to, like, the scripture, per se, where it's like, you know, our understanding of scripture will never change. And it's like, well, no, it is literally, it, it has changed as humans have changed. And as we've learned more about the world we live mm -hmm. in, it doesn't make the Bible less true. It just means, like... It means we, it's a living word. It's a living thing, a, a living word to us, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's, does it change? Well, I mean, it depends on your definition. Like, it's translated into 
every kind of language you can imagine, which And the fact that, that language changes and language evolves, and we don't speak the same English that they spoke in the 16th century when the King James Version right. was written down. I mean, slay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of, uh, of uh, change over centuries in language, and so, of course, we have to keep... Because language is what... Our, that's our tool as humans when it comes yeah. to words. We have to keep keep reinterpreting kind of as we go. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that was deep theological Ooh. thought. Well, um, I'm exhausted. <laughs> need a nap. Uh, well, any uh, closing thoughts here, Melissa or Pastor Brandy, on Luke no. or Hebrews? No? No. Okay. Well, great. Well, we'll look forward to uh, this weekend's worship service uh, for August 28th, 2022, where we'll he hear these readings and others um, and uh, contemplate them together as the body of Christ. Uh, we're glad you could join us today for our Wandering in the Word. Uh, for Melissa, Pastor Brandy, and myself, Pastor Ellery, I'm glad, we are all glad you could join us, and we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today for another Wandering in the Word podcast here at First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota. Thank you.